Well, it's 1.30 a.m., so of course I'm awake. Just always wake up this middle middle sleep. I sleep for three or four hours, wake up for an hour, and go back to sleep. Good thing I Googled it and found out that until recent times, people did this often. You know, when we didn't have electricity, we would go to sleep when the sun went down, wake up in the middle of the night, um, take care of business, and then go back to sleep. So anyway, so why not do some endurance Twitter Morgan Pearson says, lessons I've learned. It's not a sign of weakness to respect athletes that are better than you. It's a sign of strength. Interesting that he had to learn that lesson. I've always kind of known that lesson. Anyways, flying through here, live stream coverage of the inaugural Cocodona 250 begins Monday, May 3rd at 4 a.m. Pacific time. And you can follow the aperture of the live on their stream and also track your favorite runners. Been watching that. Uh, it's kind of funny that people are shocked that it's hot out. <laughs> it's Arizona. It's May. What did you think? It's always interesting. I guess I had to do a lot of climbing in the first 50K, and it's been pretty tough on a lot of the individuals. But hey, you know, it's Arizona. It's going to be warm. It's interesting. I've crewed and paced Tahoe uh, 200 twice, and it's amazing how people just go out way too fast overestimate their abilities and just crash and burn and then they usually come back to life and or they just give up so uh good luck to all those people out there i've got a few people i know that are out there uh, a guy from Bakersfield, joshua's out there doing it he's done a tahoe 200 so i'm sure he'll be be fine but i guess it's pretty toasty but the first day is the toughest day out there uh brad Stogelman says speaking of uh, mental habits some of the mental habits that work really well until they get in the way grit Making it whenever it may be happen. Routine, self-discipline, measurement and tracking, freedom and openness, rigidity and order. So those are some good things. Yep, grit only work grit works till it doesn't work. And uh self-discipline is fine and dandy. And you know, you definitely want to do some measurement and tracking, but sometimes that gets in the way. I know right now I'm in day three. Well today would be day four of the great virtual race across Tennessee. I'm starting to feel the effects of doing ten and eleven miles a day. Um, which I didn't think it was going to be as big a deal. I think I need to modify. I'm trying to do 7 or 8 in the morning and then 3 or 4 in the afternoon. I think I need to back off and maybe only do like a 10K in the morning and then make up the rest in the evening because that long one in the morning just beat me up a little too much. Had a little bit of physical issues yesterday, a little Achilles problem, a little hip problem, so hopefully that will take care of. Um, the ongoing drama... Of the Ethiopian Olympic team it says now the Ethiopian Olympic Committee says Kenneth Bekele will participate in the Tokyo Games, but it's uh, up to the uh, association to pick the team. And this writer says they sense a power play between the organizations, obviously, and then someone will have to get dropped from the team for Bekele to get on it. But hopefully, he will run on it. So we shall see how that works. Treeline Journal says uh, a while back said top twelve still highly. Tightly bunched, two things. I thought Corey Waltering would go out a little more conservatively. And two, I like the Wispram Gutier pairing. And that was kind of what they're talking about. Um, Maggie's out there doing it. So let's go cruising up here and talking about the coverage. You can follow that. Um, lots of news on that kind of thing. And then, like I said, um, that's run does a really good weekly recap on the Ethiopia Olympic Marathon craziness um it's a shame that they've figured it out but it says um a look at the olympic marathon team america's team sprint prodigies continue to impress and courtney wayman and coloring go fast so yep the 35k olympic 
marathon trial was in the books. Um, can I say Bekele wasn't on the team? Or the third fastest guy, Lagasse, didn't run. And the 10th fastest guy all time in the world also didn't run. So it was going to be weird, but they ended up taking the top three like we do here in the United States. Um, Ethiopia has a ton of worthy candidates. 33 of the 59 men who have ever broken 205 hail from Ethiopia, including 13 Ethiopians who have done it since the last Olympics. Not 13, 18 Olympians. We've had 18 guys go sub 205 since 2016. That doesn't mean the Ethiopia Olympic men's marathon team is weak. It's the Federation stacks it and it's the same as it did. Take the top three. Um, it says that Let's Run says that usually the person who wins the the London Marathon to be the best marathon in the world. And at the Ethiopia Trials, Katata also won London. If he was picking this team without holding a trials race, they would likely have picked him. Trials runner-up Leslie DeSese has won four majors during his career, including the most recent Worlds. He's also a past champion in Dubai. Again, if he was picking, so looks like Bekele might have hope that he could replace the number three. Um, the number three guy has never really won any majors. He's run 20 uh, marathons, but without a whole lot of success. So we will see what's going on with that wholeness. Um, I guess the Olympics now are maybe 13, 14 weeks away, and that was one of the things Bekele didn't like is he really didn't want to have the time trial so close to the Olympics. So we should, it's kind of interesting. Uh, you know, it seems like Twitter's just been firing up. Track and field is back here in the United States, which is nice. And we're going to have the Oregon Twilight on Friday night at Hayward Field, a month away from the NCAA championships and the mile champ Cole Hawker versus the 1500 champ Yaren Nagus, along with lots of other great races. So it's good to see that. Saw this today. I was watching on Google. I mean, Google on the YouTube. It came up with Lionel Sanders at the 70.3 race up in uh, Utah, St. George. Didn't realize how dry it is, St. George. Beautiful looking course. And Lionel, of course, ended up taking taking the win. It was like the last 15, 20 minutes of the run. He was with one guy. That guy was hanging on to him. And then another guy ran up and caught him. And then they stayed together. They dropped the original guy in Lionel 1. So it was kind of fun to watch that. And then I just happened to see this. Popped up on my Twitter feed. Congratulations to our athlete, Sika Henry, on qualifying for her pro card this past weekend making her the first female African-American professional triathlete. So congratulations to her. Um, we're going to have a 5,000 this week with uh, veterans Molly Huddle and Jenny Simpson both entered. Should be fun to see those two. And then, of course, Dina Castor, the great Olympic marathoner who I met up there in Mammoth. And I think she's still up at Mammoth coaching. It's Mental Health Awareness Month. And she says, I've learned this about after losing friends to mental illness Perfect isn't real. You are not your illness. We all have mental health, so straighten yours and those around you and be kind. At worst, call the U.S. Suicide Half Line, 1-800-273-8255. And I think, uh, I think it's 888 is what the gesture was talking about, that they're going to get that one changed to be the national one as well. Um, then a f- few hours ago, uh, the top 26 Cocodona of 250, Maggie moving up. Corey and Weaverman fell back. We're in the heat of the day, and they've already climbed 9,500 feet, only 220 miles to go. So they definitely had quite a climb in those early days, early miles. Really like uh, this tweet that Hanson 
project puts out. I didn't realize Hanson guy is a little older than me. I turned 58 the other day. It says, as a sister old man, I'm supposed to hate the fact that Super Spikes were not available when I was racing. I was curious for you with this take. I am lucky because I never had to compete in what my predecessors had to wear. Life changes and I choose to be happy for the next generation. They show a pair of shoes that looks like glorified bowling shoes with some nails stuck on them. And yeah, I mean, like I was lucky that I started running in the late 70s when, you know, I had the running boom and Nike shoes and uh, the shoes definitely have been a brewing improvement. And it's just how things work. I mean, you either love it or hate it, but, you know, it is what it is. It's progress. And so you can't expect, you know, people to be running in the shoes that you ran in. Um, of course, you know, some sports, like I said, we were talking about triathlons. I did triathlons in the late 70s, early 80s. And you know, now the technology has taken over. And it's just such an expensive, expensive sport. And that's probably one of the reasons why you've had it took this long for um, an African-American woman to make, you know, the time to triathlon pro card because it's a really expensive sport. You know, nowadays the bikes are thousands, you know, tens of thousands of dollars. The wheels, they rent them because they're so expensive. So kind of crazy. I always say that I wish triathlon would have like a stock division like every couple of years. They'd be like, okay, this is the bike you can have. Maybe get maybe a $2,000 bike, no aero gear, no wetsuits. And just that you just go stock, you know, no wetsuits, uh, no aero gear. And then every few years you can upgrade to a new bike, but you don't have to constantly be fighting the battle of money and technology. But that's not ever going to happen. But be nice if it did. Um, this uh, Dana Giordano said, when you run with people all the time, it's okay to decide it's too fast or too slow for you. Listen to your body and do what is best for you. And this is definitely the case. When I used to meet up with the height club often, I would sometimes be like, oh, just not feeling it today, guys. And I'd be like, go ahead, don't wait for me. Or or I'd take a different route. Sometimes they would do routes that I deemed uh, too difficult or dangerous, and I would just skip them. And you got to be able to be confident enough to do that from time to time. You can't always be going out there and killing it. It's just not good for you. And then... Uh, Seems like here, Treeline Journal says, this is epic. Michael McKnight is suffering on the heat. Says he took more naps in a single 20-mile stretch than he did in any of other 200s combined. Sorry to think the heat adapter are going to excel out there. But hey, Mike is a beast and rallying. Oh, well, no, duh, it's going to be hot out there. So, so it took 16 and a half hours to cover 100K for the leaders. Not sure people are expecting this course to be run this tough. couple notes. After some gnarly battles with the heat, 200 uh, Specialist Mike McKnight has rampaged his way into second, and there are nine women in the top 20. Of course there are. You saw that at um, the uh, jackpot when it got warm. Uh, the men faded, and the women pulled out, and that's how the women ended up getting, uh, what was it, uh, first and second were Zach and Jacob, and then third, fourth, and fifth were, third, fourth, fifth, and I think sixth were female. So, you know, it's uh, better pacing, better training. And just all around do better in the heat, it seems like. So that is Endurance Twitter for uh, May 3rd. And I guess now it is actually May 4th. So may the 4th be with you. And as always, stay healthy, be boring, not epic.